Hello and welcome to this episode of Data Driven. This episode is entitled This, Too, Shall Pass and it was recorded Tuesday the 8th of September in this foul year of our Lord 2020. Frank and Andy tend to wander off the old conversational trail. But you knew that already. Without further ado, here are Andy and Frank. Hello, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, and somewhere else I forgot where we were streaming. Such is the power of the modern internet. Thanks for joining me live. And no, your eyes do not deceive you. I actually am streaming twice today on this Tuesday. Uh, Earlier today, I had High Impact Tuesday, uh, a new show. It's not really a show. I'm not going to make it a podcast. It's just a kind of a... um, uh, how would you describe it, Andy? You know, I, those short form data points that you mm-hmm. came up with early on in data driven, those were wildly popular, still are, uh, very popular. I don't know. I don't know what the right, an update point. I don't know what to call it. It's a great idea. I can tell you that. Yeah. I like it because, uh, you know, I blog a lot and there's a lot of news and I think this is just a good way of explaining, like, you know, I'm sure there's a number of blog posts out there where people like, why the heck did he put this on his blog? Um, not all, but every once in a while. Sure. Uh, like the one today about the artificial chlorophyll. Yeah. Uh, why would he put that? So I kind of, you know, talk about that. And I, I, I'm trying to develop the idea. Maybe it'll be a podcast show. For now, it's just going to be a LinkedIn live or live streaming thing. Um, where, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. Well, I'll tell you, this this is where I thought you were going. And I love the way you're doing this. You're repurposing content. So some people are more visual uh, reader Mm -hmm. type people. They're going to glom right onto the stuff you post. But what you did today was you actually reused and repurposed that written content into verbal. And that's perfect for people who are the opposite. They need to hear it. Absolutely. I think I've been more aware of how different learning styles are. I've always thought about them, but like particularly with the kids going back to school virtually, I think it's a little bit more real now. Well, talk about repurposing. I mean, you've got that in concert with all of your studying and your bajillion certifications. Uh, A a lot of the later ones have been AI and machine learning. Right. So it fits, Frank. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's great. And it's it's a nice kind of review because sometimes – it's very easy to get lost in like the feed and, 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 you know, I've been working on posting a lot more and I think I've been doing a pretty good job of that, but sometimes it's important to kind of stop and say, okay, this is why I posted this. You should check that out. Right. You know, and I like to do the thing where there's like uh, this will have an impact on you right away. This will have an impact in the future, or this is going to be like a medium term type thing. Yep. And we're all about impact here at data driven, whether are. it's impact quantum high impact Tuesdays. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so speaking of impact, you, sir, have had positive impact on people's lives, haven't you? Hey, you know, Frank, it's a huge honor. Um, back at the end of March, uh, you know, people were, we were just beginning to lock down. We were going to check again. And uh, what? They, at the end of March, they actually did the middle of March. They said, we're going to lock down. We'll look again at the end. And um, I've put a thing out on my blog and I said, Hey, if you're, if you've lost your job due to the pandemic, cause it was just starting back then, if you remember, mm-hmm. people were losing their jobs. I said, if you lost your job, I've, I've got this training that I sell. I'd be happy to give you uh, training. If you're interested in doing it, just fill out this form. 
And what you have up there on the screen is andyleonard.blog slash lost underscore job. If you go there, even now, and I said I'd do it until the pandemic was over, until it's, you know, stopped, so people stop losing their job because of it. And I've actually, I'm delivering um, training. I started today. It goes through next Thursday, every weekday from now till a week from Thursday. Nice. And I charge for these. Uh, I, I'm not cheap. Um, and I think it's good training. I'm biased. Um, but I, I let people come in for, for free, fill out the form, drop me an email. It, the form actually sends me the email. I'll email you back with more instructions. And there are um, uh, actually two-thirds of my students today in this first day of this training from zero to SSIS, two-thirds were uh, students that were attending for free because they lost their jobs. Wow. And you got a feedback from somebody. Yeah, one of my former students um, over the summer, like I said, started this back in March. And I'm, I'm not sure when it came in. I, I anonymized it. But that's a screenshot of the email. Um, anonymized. And that man, I came back from uh, lunch and popped open the email and there it was. And I just can't tell you. I just, I almost cried, Frank. That's <laughs> I mean, cool, was, man. That's cool. It's just so, the guy wrote and said, I got a job thanks to your help. And That's I was cool. just like, oh, awesome. I mean, it's tough when you lose a job. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's one of those stressful, high stressful things, you know. Yeah. And We've both been there, Frank. We've, we've both, both been, been yeah. That's true. Uh, actually, it was four years ago this week or next week. I got riff from Microsoft. Gosh, it's crazy, you know. And that was—it's um, not a bajillion, although thank you. Uh, that was sixty-six certifications ago. Ah. sixty-seven and sixty-eight are in in the queue. So, and what you did was you—and we talk—we use this word a lot, and it can have mm. ne negative connotations. We're not meaning anything negative by it, but you weaponized your job loss right. and you turned it into motivation. Right. And it's, I, I use this example before the, the uh, Dune series by Frank Herbert. Um, it's a great, great series. And one of the uh, tenets of this is they're looking for this uh, person, special person who's going to come out of this. And uh, it's a, a male that has to transmute this poison. To keep from it, to keep it from killing them, and no male has been able to do it before. It's only been females, and one person, one male, does uh, transmute the poison. And that's another way I think of saying what we mean by weaponized. We're we're taking the junk in, right? And out of it, we are using it for motivation for very positive stuff. Right, and um, you know, it's well, um, yes, yes, Mark. It was more deep. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, I don't know enough. I don't. I only know a little bit about Dune. Like my favorite. Um, I know there's another Dune movie coming out, but I do. I did like the sci-fi interpretation. The Sci-Fi Channel interpretation was actually pretty good. I didn't watch that, so I'll say I haven't watched it yet. It's not okay. Um, yeah, you liked the, it. That's good. Yeah, the movie. Uh, we have some some comments. Hey, Mark. I know Mark. Mark was actually, uh, I was on a, a call and he was saying um, uh, that um, he has some thoughts about quantum computing and quantum physics. So that would, then we'd definitely love to have him on the show. Yes, I was, gonna, I was waiting for that. You invited him, right? 
I did invite him. I think I <laughs> should probably follow up with another message, but yes, uh, <laughs> because we were we were quickly approaching my, the upper outer limits of what my understanding is of of, of uh, some of the quantum uh, physics aspects of this, and um, it's definitely a uh, um, it's definitely we're coming towards the end of that. But we do have some folks. Uh, we are lining up with some uh, interesting potential guests. Uh, some interesting uh, organizations have been like, hey, a podcast, a podcast about quantum computing. That would be interesting. We'd love to talk about that. So, yeah, um, you know, let's have Mark. On. You know, Qubits, do you? Yeah, awesome. he knows Qubits. Awesome. 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 Yeah, it's actually it's actually very exciting. There's um, there's a, <laughs> one of the courses I took uh, and now you're done. That's now funny. he's done. Yes, that's he's funny. done. But you know what, Mark? You're still ahead of 80% of the population because you know qubits. Maybe even 90%. I don't know. Up to you, Ralph. 99% of all statistics are made up, right? There we go. Frank, you were mentioning uh, some courses that you've taken certifications. I want to throw out here uh, kudos to Microsoft. They have uh, also uh, engaged in this, uh, this idea of helping train people. Um, I think their focus is not so much pandemic, although it probably was maybe moved up. Maybe that moved up their timeline, but they are offering training for yeah, a people. A lot of as, this stuff here is on yep. uh, Microsoft Learn. Yep. And uh, it's free. Uh, ignore the special super secret version I get because I work for Microsoft. Uh, but it's <laughs> learn.microsoft.com. And it has a whole bunch of stuff. So it's not just doesn't have to be just um, um, uh, my, uh, just AI or whatever. I mean, everything that we make, we, we have some kind of training path for it, whether it's dynamics, power platform, um, IoT, intelligent edge, that sort of thing. We have all of these, um, these learning paths. You know, and, and they help you get yeah. certified. And there's Learn TV where they have, which I guess is kind of like a Channel 9 type thing. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So there's a ton of resources out there. And you and I have been talking about, um, you know, the the coming shift. And yes. we've been talking about it for years now at this point. Does that, isn't that crazy? For years. It, um, it is crazy. We, we've been podcasting for more than three years. You believe that? Yeah, more than three. Gosh. And... You know, we've we've kind of seen it. I love uh, if you follow Frank on on TV, and I think you did a data point about the automation at Walmart, the cleaning. Yes, machine. and we did a whole show actually. It was one of our first uh, data uh, driven episodes um, on um, that we actually live streamed first. Yeah, I think you're right. I think and we were talking about that. The three and R's was it retail, retooling, and robotics, or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and we had both seen the Walmart robot, the one at the former Walmart had uh, had one of those cleaning robots, as did uh, the one up there in Maryland, which is interesting. We're usually behind the times down here. Um, you mean Farmville is rural? It is a bit. Yes, I was surprised. So I wasn't surprised to see the cleaning robot, but I was surprised that it wasn't uh, pulled by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. No, uh, we're actually, actually it wasn't a cleaning robot. I actually looked it up. And it's, no way. Uh, yeah, it's um, it has a bunch of cameras on it, and the cameras were to check the shelves and see if things are out of place. No way. Okay, that's what it was for. Yeah, 
which is clever, particularly in a pandemic. I think the pandemic is going to accelerate robotics in, uh, in, in, cause if you don't have to touch it, if a person doesn't have to touch it, I think people are going to be a lot more comfortable with it. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. I agree. With you that. know? Yeah. And what is the URL to learn TV? Let's find out. Um, Should I look this up? Because you've got a lot of other stuff. <laughs> I always, I always have a lot of stuff going on. Apparently it's docs.microsoft.com slash en-us slash learn slash TV. That's what Although I, I imagine this part here is probably dependent on your locale. So, yeah, I'm seeing the same screenshot. I was just, did, I didn't want you to reveal anything since you're inside the mother show. Right, right, right. No, I'm very, I was like, oh, let's move past that, past that real quick. <laughs> you did well. But that actually is a, it's a cool thing that Bing will do. So if you search something on Bing, it'll actually provide, um, because I'm logged in as me, it'll provide um, like kind of internal search results too. Very so, cool. Yeah. But cool, man. Good, good on you, man. I mean, you're making a real impact on people's lives. Should I accept a cookie from you, by the way? Uh, sure. Should I trust you? Are you going to track everything I buy on Amazon or They're, whatever? Oh, I, oh, those kinds of cookies. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm well, taking you to the cleaners, Frank. I've got all of your data. All of your data are belong to me. <laughs> Just saying. No, I don't. Um, you have to do that these days. Your, does yours have one? One of those cookie things? Uh, Frank's free to answer because some people may be watching in the European Union and don't don't okay forget I said that Re I'm oh, rewinding <laughs> right 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 this is the perils of live streaming um, here's an actual comment a uh, good comment uh, all our comments are good but uh, uh, Mark pointed out that yes pandemic has changed work forever many jobs won't come back and many others will change into new things you know it's funny it's funny he mentions that because um, do you know what Royal Farms is or is that just like a northern – they're not well, even in northern Virginia, to my knowledge. I think it's just like a Philly area, Delaware area. I haven't heard of it, but so okay, what is so Royal Del Farms? So, um, yeah, so if you don't get the reference, all your base will belong to us. It was probably one of the world's first memes out there. Um, but uh, before I go down that rabbit hole, I will go down another rabbit hole. Yeah, talk to me about Royal Farms. <laughs> uh, so I'll do Royal Farms. <laughs> The Royal Farms is uh, it, it's a convenience store, right? Okay. Um, kind of like 7-Eleven, uh, Wawa Sheets, Quick Check, that sort of thing. Um, okay. And this one's based out of um, um, they're based out of Delaware, right, basically. And okay. they kind of uh, I think they the there's an arena there, the sports arena called Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore. So like okay. they're they're really big. And I tell you, man, they have the best fried chicken you wouldn't believe. I haven't well, tried. Mark uh, just said that Western fries. Yeah, I had, I haven't tried that. I uh, unfortunately I do keto, so I may be a while before I try the Western fries. But yeah, um, their coffee is real good, and they actually sell Krispy Kreme donuts. And um, it's. A, I it's, think those are keto. Krispy Kreme donuts. I think so. Oh, if only, if only. <laughs> I'm trying to help. Well, actually, that may not be helping, depending. Uh, on but anyway, they got a lot of. Um, they got a lot of good food, but the reason why I point this out, I don't know if it's on their website, but it turns out they weren't always a convenience store. They, they started, um, um, yeah, the fried chicken is, you know, even though technically speaking, the fried chicken is not keto. I will stop. The Just diet. take the skin yeah. off. Right? 
takes a oh, skin. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I, I didn't yeah. do that. Um, so there's a sign, and I took a picture of it, and I was going to do a data point about it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, they have a whole sign of their history, and basically they were a dairy farm. No way. They, they, um, yeah, they hence were a data the name. Farm. What do you say? I said, hence the name. Royal Farms. Yeah, so they were a dairy farm, and there was this whole thing about how they um, they used to be like the um, um, they had a um, sorry, my wife's messaging about uh, who's picking up the kids. Um, uh, so um, <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> um, the um, they had a whole thing about how they used to be a the milkman, right? The milkman, right? That would come and deliver the milk. And then there was kind of I really like the verbiage of it, of how they they said um, um, they changed their business to adapt with the time, something like that. Because, again, mm. if you remember, one of the first data points we did was uh, called something that is a foot at the circle K. Right. And circle K. The circle K in, in Maryland, near where I live. And um, I thought it was funny because, we, you know, we talk about how data is the new oil. Right. We talk about that a lot. But what people I don't think realize is that if you go back a hundred years, the concept of a convenience store attached to a gas station probably doesn't crazy. resonate. Crazy talk. Yeah. Crazy talk. So I mean it's just a new business model. And I think that dovetails nicely into what, what Mark said is that this is going to, you know, in combined with digital transformation and um, the pandemic, I think we are we're going to see the creation of new business models. I mean, certainly yep. virtual summits, the training work you're doing, um, you know, the world will get back to something that looks like normal, but it'll never be the same again. You know, and um, yes, that was the reference. Bill and Ted, there's something afoot at the Circle K. So I have Mark uh, Mark said he was born and raised in Baltimore, so I guess he knows all the uh, the good. I'll have some questions for him about um, some food stuff. That is I'll that actually to... pronounced Baltimore? Because a few people I've met from there tell me they're from Bomber. Bomber, yeah, like Steve yeah, Bomber. Think... Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, yes, it's called that. They they then they call everyone Hun. They they like end the sentence with Hun, which is I, I think it's endearing. I think it's endearing. It is. But not it's kind of like when I say use guys. Yes. Yeah. And I say y'all. And you say y'all. Yes. Yes. Um, but um, th- here's a good example uh, that, he, yeah. that, he, that he pointed out here, right? Wineries are shipping wine to buyers around the country. I mean, you, you can't go to do the wine tasting things and yes. stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's an interesting... Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. And it's the clever wineries that are going to go through this. And if you look, you know, there's a commercial. I think it was I forget who it was for, but they showed like all the brands that came about during the Great Depression. Um, Harley Davidson, like a hand, a handful of other brands kind of were created. And I think this has the opportunity to really boost innovation, you know, in, in that kind of creativity. Um, and you're seeing that with wineries or you know, who knows what, what's going to come out of this. And, and, and we've talked about kind of expanding the work you've done uh, with your free stuff and the Lemons to Learning uh, Summit. Yes. Um, which, trust me, we have not forgotten. We've gotten emails from folks that want to help. We appreciate that. It's just 
craziness on your end, craziness on my end. We definitely will have it. We still have access to the software to, to do the virtual summits and stuff like that. It's just um, been kind of preoccupied with other other stuff, unfortunately. I hate sure. saying that because that sounds like an no, excuse. It's it. I'll I'll say, and I know from my from my part, I have been, and um, it is an excuse, but it's a kind of good excuse. Yes. So just leave so, it at that. So yeah. So. I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know, either, but I love the uh, all of the opportunities for people to learn Absolutely. and to uh, you know to score training for free or little, uh, very little, and there's just tons of opportunity out there. And now, uh, I think it's coinciding with a lot of people having some time that they can invest in it for better or worse reasons. But this will end. Uh, one of my favorite news anchors um, likes to say. Uh, at the end of his show, um, we are one day closer to all of this ending. Right. Well, and I, I know, think I he's think, right. I think to what my um, um, my grandmother used to say, you know, this too shall pass. You know, I mean, it's it's it's. Um, yes. I mean, it, there's been plagues and stuff throughout human history, and 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 sure. in the cosmic scheme of things, that's there's a lot of debate about the actual fatality rate of COVID is. Let's not dive into the debate, but it's somewhere between one and three percent. I think we can all agree on that, right? Or less than one percent, right? So, somewhere three percent or under. The bubonic plague took out 30 percent, yeah. Um, Ebola has a 75 to 80 percent mortality rate, yeah. As bad as COVID is, it could be much worse, yeah. And maybe this is a wake-up call to realize, like, hey, you know, maybe we should rethink, you know, worldwide travel or maybe amp up our abilities to screen for these things or I don't know. Like, it's just as bad as this is, this could be much, much worse. Right. You know, I used to do talks. I used to do talks um, encouraging uh, high school kids to STEM and stuff like that. And, you know, I'd say to them, you know, like the, the... bubonic plague or the black plague whatever it was called in the 1300s um you know took out one-third the population some places it was more but let's just say it's one-third that means look to the left of you and look to the right of you one of you ain't gonna make it (laughs) yeah so true and i know that sounds morbid but the you know this sort of thing happens throughout history um you know again and again and yeah um yeah i mean like mark said this is small potatoes i mean you know there's a meme going around where it shows um it's from the 10 commandments movie and it's like ramses laughs at you (laughs) for just complaining about one plague i saw that you know and uh hey yasmin i see you're online how things are going well yeah it takes a while to get used to wearing the mask you know yeah Uh, one day we'll all look back and laugh at it but today ain't the day. Today is not the day. That's true. But um, you Very know, true. yeah, and 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 he brings out this interesting point, right? Like, I hope if nothing else comes out of this, we really rethink the supply chain. Yeah. I hope if nothing else comes out of this, we really rethink the supply chain, because it's not anti-fragile. You know. Very true. And. Um, it was just, yeah, um, craziness. I mean, 
it's optimized for cost and efficiency, not resilience. That's ultimately, right. I think, what we've learned. And it so. turns out that we need uh, that resilience is important. Well, resilience, you know, the lack of resilience leads to toilet paper shortages and hand sanitizer shortages and yeah. and stuff like that. Stuff we're not really used to in, in you know, at least a generation. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've been uh, we've been very lucky. You know, in terms of of that. Um, yeah, I, I hope so, too. I hope this will be a blip in the in the radar. You know. There's actually a really good YouTube channel. It's uh, Dr. Campbell. Um, he's a British doctor who, who's been really spot on about kind of predicting this and how this will go and stuff like that. And he's been optimistic lately. So, you know, that, that brings my blood pressure down a bit. <laughs> that, that's a good call. <laughs> Definitely. There are some things that are happening um, that are historic. You know, yeah. and that um, the, you're thinking about supply chain and especially, right. um, you know, in optimizing for time. Uh, and hopefully, I be- and I want to believe, I'm going to believe this until I'm proven wrong, that time and efficacy both in, yes. uh, in vaccine development. I, I've never heard of, uh, you know, what's going on in the U.S. and I know it's going on around the world as well. Other, company, uh, other countries' companies are jumping on vaccine creation. And not just that, Frank, but once they see um, positive results in other testing, uh, as they move into human trials, they are manufacturing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of doses, just in case it works. Right. And that's the that's the part that's mind boggling uh, to me. And I think it's a great response. Um, no, I totally I agree. Um, it's it's an interesting. It's an interesting situation. And part of it is what's fascinating is um the way this vaccine's being made is it's using um, basically RNA only to create the vaccine. And that's never really been tested at scale, though I suppose it is now or will be soon. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, I mean, it's very easy to turn on the news and despair. And I think what we're saying is it's like, you know, I mean, here's a good example. Um, you know, the Black Plague killed one third of the population, but that left land to take over and become the first middle class. And, and what's also sure. interesting, too, is that there's, um, I think it's Curiosity Stream or something, there's a thing about like Black Plague. And, mm-hmm. you know, it basically ended serfdom. Yes. At least in Western Europe, because, you know, there was not enough labor to go around. So labor had a chance to kind of have a say. As, and they can say, you know, like if you were a serf, you couldn't leave. Um, you couldn't leave the whatever lord's land you were on. But, yeah. you know, what happened is there was mass migration to the cities, to, you know, elsewhere. Because, you know, what was the lord going to do? Like, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the landlord, he was, uh, you know, did not have yeah. the capacity to do anything about it. And it really, I mean, that changed society. And yeah. I think... To a certain extent, this will too, although maybe not as much, because it's you know the death rate thankfully is much lower. Yeah, I I think you know obviously things like business, um, real estate, especially in New York and yeah. San Francisco and places like that, which frankly was due for some sort of correction anyway. Uh, this greatly accelerated that, 
the no, um, absolutely the the gig economy I think was poised to cross the chasm already, right. and um, you know, and, and you you and I have both worked remotely for years, years right. and years. So the the fact that I think CIOs, CTOs um, were forced to you know to confront the technology that's been around for at least fifteen years. I've been I say that because I've been working remotely for fifteen years. When so, I was 15 years ago, when I was living in Richmond, the building we were in would frequently have power issues. Mm. Not frequently, but there was like a month where we would lose power or internet, right? So what I would do is I just go to the Panera across the street. <laughs> right. You know, I called it mm-hmm. I called it AWS, my alternate work site. Now AWS means something completely different. There you go. But um you know, when the power did go back on, you know, people would be pinging me like, where are you? I'm in, I'm in my alternate work site. Well, where's that? <laughs> Panera across the road. <laughs> right. I kept, I kept billing. Yeah, they, they, that, that's basically what I said. It's yeah. like one, one project manager gave me grief for leaving the building. And I'm like, I'm still billing. I don't know about you. <laughs> Fair enough. That's yeah. the storied Panera where we... Um, organized richmond code camp the first one i remember that no yep. and i, I believe we also there. restarted the sql server uh right it is a storied panera almost as storied as the dunkin donuts in gaithersburg almost almost <laughs> <laughs> uh mark also points out that ai and ml can be used to test um mutations along with high performance compute as well yeah this is interesting because this is this is the first um plague of the data era and we're seeing kind of that you know in terms of debate over the veracity of the data but that's a conversation for another day right Um, but i think what's also what's more important in my mind what's more critical is the ability to analyze all of this um uh analyze all this data and you know, the genomics type work that Lynn, one of our former guests, is really into. Yep. I, think, I think there's enormous you know, uh, potential there. And you know, you, I, we haven't heard from Lynn. I'm assuming she's very busy right now with, with all of this uh, going on. So I, I definitely would love to have her back on the show and see if she's done anything COVID related and kind of see where yeah. that landed. I can reach out. Um, yeah, I can reach out and see what she's up to, and uh, and try. we're you know acquaintances slash friends. Yeah, and, we should um, also have uh, Kim Schmitz up to some interesting thing. My former business partner, Kim. Cool. Um, okay. She's having an interesting update soon, and uh, so Mark asks, where do I get into Code Camp? Well, this one time at Code Camp. No, um, there's actually going to be a um, Code Camp in Philadelphia, November twentieth. It's virtual. So don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to come up with a call for speakers. I was honored to that somebody emailed me out of the blue and said, hey, would you be willing to speak? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Wow. So I was like, whoa, right. cool. People, people know about me, and they actually want me to speak there. That's cool. You are the Frank Levenia. You are the Andy Leonard. <laughs> On more than one internal call, it's come up like there's like an internal Teams channel. don't want to reveal too much. But it's basically folks up and down the Northeast said something about, um, you know, if you're looking for information on Azure Data Factory, you got to talk to, uh, check out Andy Leonard's stuff. 
and a bunch of people um <laughs> a bunch of people wrote on there like oh wow yeah he has this he has this blog too and i i piped in i was like yeah he's got a podcast his co-host is a little bit of a jerk but you know the podcast that is not podcast. true that it's always weird when i hear you shared that with me earlier and i always have the same reaction i'm like I've been stuck in here with me for 57 years and I am not impressed. <laughs> you know, it's just, I like to write, Frank. And I, you, you're the same way. You enjoy yeah, posting and, and putting stuff out. And you're not doing it. I mean, you, you collect metrics on it and stuff like that, but it's more reactive than it is proactive. And it, it is a little bit of incentive. Don't get me wrong. And I'm the same way, right. to, uh, especially when you, know, you get an email like the one. Like, no, that oh was God, cool. Oh, that yeah. was a cool email. Yeah. And for those of you just joining, yeah. Andy yeah. offered a bunch of free training for folks who lost their job because of COVID. And the short of it is that, you know, this one gentleman found a job. I'm sure more people have found jobs, but you've been getting feedback and stuff like that because it's an important time to retool, you know. Absolutely. You know, the job market is not going to look the same post-COVID than it, than it did pre-COVID. And I think folks really have an opportunity to kind of retool. Don't just sit around and watch Netflix or binge watch the new season of The Boys, which is excellent, by the way. I haven't Um, seen it yet. uh, It's good. They just released three episodes, but each one of them. Really? Are they trickling them out now? Yeah, every Friday, which I kind of hate. All right, I'm going to wait and then go watch them all at once. That's what I wish I did, but. Anyway, but Frank, I would say be like Frank. Frank uh, talked about after a little bit later in the show, if you're just joining, Frank talked about his his riff from Microsoft almost four years ago, yep. and what Frank done since then. How many certifications have you gotten since then, Frank? Sixty six with sixty seven and sixty eight in the pipe. Come on, man. I mean that's that's Thank applause you. right there. Frank. Thank you. That's awesome. You did it. You did it right, and you're right. Well, you know, yes, watch some TV because there's some cool shows out there, and stuff you may enjoy. Do other stuff, but right. don't 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 just try and entertain yourself uh, right. through this. This is an awesome opportunity to do all of the things, you know, all of the things. So I want to address Mark's comment there, like um, you know, um, Dana, dinosaurs learn from dinosaurs, adapt and embrace change. Dinosaur dinosaurs did did survive the dinosaur apocalypse. They're called birds now, right? Like, <laughs> but we've got a uh, we've got a bearded dragon downstairs. <laughs> Look at that. There you go, Frank. There's Frank Lavinia's book. Ten years ago, I was the Silverlight Guru. That would not <laughs> pay the bills today. I assure you. So well, yeah, I mean, and I, I goes, right? What? You know this. You know stuff comes and goes. But here's the here's the the key out of that. Yes, you wrote about a technology, but there's a lot in that book that's more about architecture in general. Right. And so, a lot of that, almost all of that, still applies in 2020. Right. I mean, like, I don't regret writing that book because one, yeah. I'm now a published author. I don't have as many books to my credit as you, not yet. But you know, but still, like, it's. It's something I always want to do. It was on my bucket list, become a published author. I did it. And, you know, I kind of laugh now that it was about Silverlight. But you know what? I mean, technology, you don't write a technology book for lasting improvement. There's probably only, what, two, maybe three com- computer science books or com- technology books that actually do have a long shelf life. I'm yeah. thinking the Gang of Four book um, and the uh, 
I'm going to butcher his last name, but it was the book about C and C++. Strong. Yeah. Yep, yep. Bjorn I'm looking Son- around. I've got Bjorn a few Krush. of them here. Here's a... Startup. <laughs> it sounds like startup, but it's not. Here, here's an old one, but uh, oldie but a goodie. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Complete Code complete. Yeah, yeah code yeah. complete. Um, um, I'll put them... I had the keyboard, too. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> No, I mean it's true. You, you, you know, and I and I get in trouble sometimes because I'll, I'll, they they want me to to speak and encourage kids to get into STEM, and I'm like, you know, STEM is a great field. You know, like it's it's a good thing. Yeah. But don't get into technology if you don't like learning, because you don't. If you hate, if you hate learning, if you, you know, because this changes all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I went from writing about Silverlight to Windows Phone to Windows Eight apps and. You know, I don't touch client side code anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's somewhat of an intentional decision. No um, way. But that's a story for another day. Now you do data. Now I do data and AI. And, um, you know, part of that is I like is that, you know, math is math and it doesn't matter whose data, um, um, uh, uh, data center you're running on or what platform you're running on, you know. Logistic regression yep. is logistic regression, whether it's in Scikit-Learn, Python, uh, not Python, PySpark, uh, not PySpark. Ugh. You get the idea. <laughs> I do. I know what you're talking about. Cool. So Mark is a doctor of engineering, and he has a scholarly paper published. Nice. I see that. I'm, I'm following the link and then the link from that to Nice. The- we definitely have to have you on the show, sir. Maybe both shows. Yeah. Maybe for data-driven and impact quantum. Yeah. Um, but... Um, ML too. Cool. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, but we um uh forget what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. Okay. It's been a long day. It has been a long day. I've been delivering that uh training all day, which is um uh exhausting for me. I leave it all on the feet. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean honestly, I think I think we both like helping people, and I think that's what led us to podcasts, what led us to blog and, and all these things. Starting like, you know, user sure. groups, just start starting user start groups. You know, it's not just the free pizza, which you can't even get that anymore anyway. True. So, but, uh, but I think it's a, I think it's a, you know, it's a good opportunity to retool. If you need help, ping either Andy or I, we're not that hard to find online. Um, I spend most of my time on LinkedIn these days, not so much Twitter, not so much Facebook. Yeah, same. Um, But it was actually interesting is I didn't realize how data driven we were until, there were a lot of things that went into the creation of the second podcast. One of which was, if you go to Frank'sWorld.com, there's a chat bot there, and it asks you, like, "Hey, you know, any any topic in particular you want to know more about?" A lot of people would hit my blog and ask about quantum computing, which I thought was interesting, and that kind of, in my head anyway, made sense. I had a gut feeling, but the data kind of bore it out too. Yeah. So, and, and you only had a few posts up about it, relatively speaking. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I post a hundred plus per month, but yeah, so but less than two or three percent, <laughs> less than two or three percent were quantum computing, but yeah, so, um, you know, and I actually did another live stream where I, I kind of explain how I do so many blog posts per month. I've automated a lot of it. This year will be chopped up. Uh, if you think it's worthy to be in uh, as a podcast episode, um, Oh, yeah. already? Yeah, you're you're nodding. Yes. Stuff. So okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I guess you can't see that on the podcast, but um, you know, this will be chopped up and and like kind of automated. Not chopped up. That sounds like a chop shop. But we're not a chop shop. No, uh, we're just repurposing because we have finite time. Yep. So the question is, sorry, go ahead, Andy. No, no, that's it. I was just saying, yep. But uh, Mark did ask, what code will peeps learn in November? Uh, so Code Camp is all over the map. You could probably speak at it too, honestly, Mark. Uh, Code Camp is kind of like, um, you know, it's a, it's a free organized conference, um, a bit like Azure Data Fest, if you're familiar with that. Uh, it's essentially what Data Fest was trying to replicate in just a more of a pure data format, um, if you're familiar with that. So if you're not familiar with that, Code Camp is kind of like this movement where you know you had a community-led um, event. It used to be everywhere. It used to be the hot thing, but it's kind of fragmented. There are still big code camps that happen, South Florida, Philadelphia, New England, I know for sure, and mm -hmm. Silicon Valley code camp as well. Uh, obviously, now that they're all virtual. I mean, you and I used to travel you know, to like regional ones. You know, yep. uh, I would come down to Richmond after I moved out. Uh, I would go to the New Jersey code camp. I, you went to the New York City code camp, right? I think so. And uh, Dublin Code Camp, or is that SQL Saturday? So that was a SQL Saturday. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of like a Code Camp. It's a similar format, free right. um, and and open, but it was focused on all things uh, SQL Server. Right. Um, more of those, but yep, there Code Camps are all over, and I want to say the last one I spoke at may have been may have been Raleigh. Um, yeah, Raleigh it, still has them. Yeah, they used to I be really big, yeah. but they've switched. They've changed formats because if you, to be a code camp, you have to adhere to a certain list of things. Some people yeah. like that list. Some people wanted to change it. So, yeah, they, they, you know, can you come to learn scripting or basis of code? Absolutely. I, I don't know what the schedule is. I'll, I'll have to connect you with uh, the organizers of the Philly one. I know that they're usually they used to be held back bef in the before time. Um, they used to be held in Microsoft offices very commonly. Reston, Philly, New, the New England one as well. Yep, so philly.net.org. Yep, philly.net.org. Uh, seems to have some of those. There's. It looks like they've got, I just searched for Philadelphia Code Camp, mm -hmm. and I see a meetup 2020.1 that is talking about Philadelphia uh, Code Camp 2020.1. It looks like that was last the last one that they had. Philly Code Camp. The Philly.net folks have really um, they um, they do a lot of streaming, even before the COVID pandemic. Um, yeah. They've um, they were very much ahead of that, so they've uh, they've transitioned well. You know. Yep, and it's a strong community leadership there. Definitely. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the, Philly might have been the one that's a two-day. Philly in New England, it was like a two-day type thing. People would camp in a parking lot back in the day in the before time. Um, before time. I, liked, I caught that earlier. Yeah, I heard that this weekend. It was like in the before time. That's a good way like, to say that. Yeah, I can't see that. Because there's going to be two aspects of this, right? There's going to be eventually the, the, the pandemic will end. And there's going to be a time when it's safe. And then there's going to be a time when most people will feel safe again. Those are two yeah. different timescales. Yes. How different they are. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. You know, 
Um, I would imagine a vaccine that's been successfully tested and is reliable will probably go a long way. But, you know, you think about the, the youth. I mean, my my grandmother would have been, you know, a child during this. And she always had a thing about, like, germs and washing stuff and cleaning stuff yeah. down. Like, now I think I know how that came about. And, and we're going to be that generation for the next few decades. So right, you know, us and right. our children and children's children. Yeah. Well, I mean, was it uh, Yasmin uh, earlier commented that she doesn't like wearing a mask? But like, you know, there's some yeah. some kids like you know somebody I I used to work with was saying that her her toddler like, you know, when soon as they soon as they say hey we're going out she grabs she runs and grabs a mask, like she so to her. It's going out requires a mask. Just an interesting. Yeah. Just an interesting data point, if you will. It is, and I don't know if you're if you've done this or not, Frank. I um, but I, I'll see snippets of uh, video online, and um, it'll be you know of crowds, and I'll look at my my reaction is you're not you're too close, and right. nobody's wearing a mask. What's, you know. And we're like you watch like old TV shows where they're all in a restaurant yeah. or whatever. I'm like, oh my god, who would do that? Yeah. <laughs> It, we notice it because right. we've changed already. Right. Ah, so that's true. What's the you know what what comes from here? I don't know the answer to that. Right. I, I do know that it will be different uh, from from what it is now. They people talking about a new normal. Yeah. Um, I I I hope we get to a new normal. And that there's always really a new pessimistic, normal. isn't it, Frank? There's always <laughs> a new normal. There's always a new normal. You think back to nine eleven. True. Right. And the anniversary true. of that is on Friday. And for those of you who don't know, I was across the street when the South Tower fell. Yeah. Right. And the world of traveling on airplanes was very different before that, too. True. You know, if, if, the, if humanity and civilization has taught us anything, it's like the, we're very adaptable. That is true. And I'm sure we will adapt to this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the new normal is, we will we will get right. there. But it's going to be interesting, um, I think, to see how this how this shakes out. And as Mark pointed out about the you know the black plague spawning the middle class, uh, who right. knows? We right. may end up with yet another economic class or two. Right. Well, we can certainly all. use more than the two we we kind of are headed towards. But goodness, Mark, he <laughs> says he was in the Pentagon when the plane hit. My oh gosh. wow! I can't imagine what. You, it would either of you went through. Wow. You well, are it's a, more frank. It's a good thing you made it out. That's all I got to say. Yeah. That's a good thing I was late for work. Frank has an amazing story. Is it still up, Frank? It Frank is. Franksworld.com slash WTC. A but lot of photos. You, I'm sorry, what? I had, I had a lot of photos and a good narrative. Yeah, Frank's good an narrative. excellent writer, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. That was part of my like healing was writing about it and kind of all the, the stuff. But the design of it is very 2001, 2002 ish. And every time I want to update it, I like the content is just like, nah, it's OK. <laughs> it, Frank, I think it's part of the story now, the way right. that you recorded that and the fact that it is from that era. Right. Uh, in the web, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Most of the HTML on that was Photoshop generated because Photoshop used to have a thing. If you point it to a directory of images, yeah, it would build out a photo album like that for you. No way. way. I didn't know that. 
So, yeah, I don't know if I don't even know if Photoshop still has that feature. Because mm. they they probably prefer to you do something else. But anyway, so a lot of the HTML in there, if you look at it, it's like I don't know, do people look at the view source anymore like they used to. I don't think they do. I don't think so. I do because I'm trying to find some. Yeah, same here. Or I'm trying to I'm trying to build a screen scraper, you know, to scrape data. But you know, Frank, twenty plus years ago, um, I'd say between twenty five and twenty years ago, I actually taught a lot of churches and uh, organizations how to how to use HTML. Oh, cool! And how to build uh, a very basic static pages, um, and my tool of choice was Notepad. It was the best development tool until Dreamweaver 1.2 came out. I still said, even if you did use any of the other tools, and I I pointed out some of the other tools that were out there, some Mm -hmm. I won't mention now because they weren't as good. But whatever. They don't exist anymore either. Some of them don't, yeah. Front page, hot metal, hot dog. Front page was the one I was thinking of. But yeah. front page would, you know, if it, if you could not figure out how to generate what you wanted, what I would tell them was just go view the source, right. copy that, paste it into Notepad, and then make it, if you understand how it's structured, how it works. Right. No, you absolutely. Know, notepad will work all the time, every time. You Speaking, may not be able to figure it out. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's a, so actually, that, that actually inspires me. So one of the things I want to do, so do you know what next month is? You said 20, 25 years? Frank's World launched 25 years ago next month. In October, right? Yep. Wow, Frank. So what I was thinking of doing, because we part of the reason why we launched the second show now, because we've been talking about doing a second show for a better part of a year. Yeah. Um, was I found out with my current podcasting hosting provider. That's a lot of words to string together. But the people who serve out our podcast, they let us have an unlimited number of shows. So what some folks do is they'll do like a limited run series. So what I want to do is I want to do a limited run series of the history of Frank's world. Cause oh, it's 25 cool. years. Frank, Yes. All right. Cool, man. The Frank's world movie, the Frank's world movie. Um, so yeah, 25 years ago. Yeah. The uh, I, the I remember world it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a different era on the web. It was crazy different. It was crazy different. And I think the earliest ones, if you go to the Wayback machine, which is an archive of websites. The earliest uh, recording of it is 96 or 97. Okay. Because I didn't have my own domain name, strictly speaking, until 96. 1996. Because it was like two, three hundred dollars then. It was ridiculously expensive. Yeah. For this newfangled thing called the web. But I mean, through that time, like, you know, you know, I worked at barnesandnoble.com in the early days and Lord, do I have some good stories about that. Um, Speaking of that, mm -hmm. uh, for our other show, um, mm-hmm. we are audible sponsors, yes. data driven, and you and I, you finished this because you listen to like 20 audiobooks a day. <laughs> uh, that's not true, but Frank does listen to a lot of audiobooks, and I think you listen to them faster and and, and way more than I do because I, I can't keep up. But there's one about the everything store, the story of yes. Amazon, and you're not mentioned in there by name, but you were in the thick of that because you were Barnes and Noble's um, web first department. webmaster. Yeah. Yep. Frank um, was the man and yeah. he was competing against Jeff Bezos. No lie. I Frank was head and head with Jeff Bezos. And now I am again. It's kind of funny how full circle <laughs> things uh, have gone. 
Um, but uh, yeah, that that'll be a story. Maybe maybe that'll be a teaser for the Frank's World 25th anniversary one because you know some of the things, um, some of the uh, some of the things that happened in there are some of the people mentioned in the book by name called me out and said I didn't know what I was doing because we were supposed to launch in 1996. Oh wow! And a full a whole. Through a series of funny coincidences, the the uh, leadership, who is mentioned in the book by name of Barnes and Noble, basically decided to postpone the launch. And there was a very tense meeting where I was like, "We can't miss this holiday season. If we miss this holiday season, we're not going to have mindshare." Mindshare was a relatively new word back then, right? Right. A relatively new concept, and. Um, they basically, he, the the guy mentioned in the book told me I didn't know what the bleep I was talking about, and I should stick to computers and let him sell the books. How'd that work out for him, Frank? I'm not one to gloat, but somebody's worth two hundred billion dollars and someone's not. <laughs> There's history. That. I think has spoken uh, has, has sided with me. <laughs> I agree. So Mark says he has to take take off. See Thanks, you, Mark. Mark. Thank Thanks you. for joining. Thanks for watching live. Great comment on the show. Yes. All right. So I have to jet. Um, but thanks for watching. And um, as always, thanks for listening. Data driven. Um, go to thedatadrivenbook.com. You can listen to that book for free. Uh, they are a sponsor of the show. They'll kick us back a little bit of money. Helps us. Uh, finance some of our bigger dreams and projects to help you and other people learn data science and AI. Yep. All right. Thanks everyone. Any parting thoughts, Andy? Nope. Thanks for listening to the data driven podcast. Visit us on the web at datadriven.tv and be sure to like us on Facebook. Bonus points to you. If you caught the Hunter Thompson reference in my intro. <laughs>